Hey man, this is Kevin Smith and you're listening to the Comic Com, man. This is where you get all your comics info and take that from a comics guy, a comic book man. From across the comic book community multiverse, the Comic Com podcast begins now with your hosts, Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. If you give them the title of influencer, then that's that's giving them more power, right? That's how it is. Like, I'm a nobody. Listen, I'm a nobody. Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. We talked about it for a full, I believe, seven to eight minutes on an hour-long normal podcast of our show. And you would have thought we set their house on fire with the backlash. So, Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, Season 3, Episode 28, recording this on July 13th, 2023. Your boys are back for a packed episode. we got tons of stuff to talk about. And of course, can't do it without my buddy Manimal. What's going on, Zach? How are you? Yo, what's going on? Just ready to talk some comics, some news, and uh, chat with our friend and special guest. Yes. So uh, in preparation for Terrificon, which is a few weeks away, you know, we've been talking about it here on the podcast for several weeks. Um, for the next two weeks, we got some guests coming on that are going to be, you know, vending at the show, at the show. And I don't know what we're going to do the week of the show. But, um, you know, long time friend, uh, I've, geez, I've seen him all over. I've known him for many, many years. You know him on the con circuit. Very Gary. What's going on, Gary? How are you? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Finally. I mean, I feel like <laughs> the last time I saw you, I was like, when are you going to have me on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of got put on the spot at uh, the three men swap. I was like, yeah. uh, uh, I was like, and I thought about it. I was like, you know, I was like, Gary's always been around. And I don't know why it took obviously so long. And there's other people that are like that where, I'm just like, I can't believe, you know, we haven't had people on. And it's interesting because like Zach, obviously being in the Midwest, there's not a lot of cons. It's actually, you know, and obviously Texas, Midwest, Southwest, Southwest. But like you, you know, you're in New York. I'm in Jersey. This whole area has so many people like YouTubers, IG people. And it's it's crazy to think that I try to get everybody on the show and I forget people. Right. And obviously there are some other ones, but. I'm glad you're on. He's like, yeah, yeah it's be- okay. It's okay. <laughs> Better <laughs> late than never. <laughs> hey, hey, we got some, you know, sometimes it's good to have people on later. You know, we're established, right? Mm-hmm. So um, glad to have you on, you know, and obviously if people don't know Very Gary Comics. You could find them on YouTube, Instagram, whatnot. And of course, vending at many, many shows. So Gary, you know, you've been on uh, YouTube for a while. You've been doing the con circuit for a, a while. You know, let's kind of get to know you. If, if people don't know, because I'm sure, you know, like, yes, you have a YouTube channel. You go out there and buy tons of collections. But like where and how did you decide to like start selling like on oh, a, more of like a part time thing? Because I know this you have like a full time job. Story. We don't want to get into that. But yeah. How long do you it. want this to be? Oh, man, <laughs> you can go with five minutes straight, bro. It's less All than right. we got to talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it actually started. And Manimal, I think this this I think it's very similar to when you got back in was during the new 52, the Batman yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, kinda. Yeah. Well, but like DC probably sure, like yeah. 2014. Mm-hmm. I was getting back in. Um, and what happened, I I don't know how I bro- bought my first collection. I just know I bought it and I had four hundred dollars, and that's how it all started. I think it was actually down in Jersey. And uh as I was a collector. So what I would do is I would buy a collection, pick and choose what I wanted to keep for my PC and then dump the rest on. What is it? Uh, now I don't even use it. Craigslist. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's still some like, gold on Craigslist. There is. You got to look, you gotta but look. it's there. 
and just slowly but surely it grew and like my wife honestly the way it really really started other than that was my wife i started i wanted to do youtube videos on unboxing mystery boxes of like the old school mystery boxes like arcade one up and loot crate mm, and all those mm, things right yeah. and i remember watching people do it and i'm like i could do this and i'm i'm better than them so i started buying these mystery boxes and like slowly growing like not nothing like nowadays but slowly and then i came across the comic-con box which i think it lasted like three or four months mm -hmm. and i remember pulling three variants out of there looking them up and being like whoa these things are way worth more than what i paid for the box and i was already in the hobby and just just grew from there in a collection here, a collection there. I was really tight, and I still am, with my LCS, the owner. And it's a very small one-man show. So when people used to come in there with collections, if it was too big for him, like if he had to go look at a collection, he mm. wouldn't. He'd pass it to me. I would buy it. I'd take care of him. And it just grew from there. It, it, it really blew up when I started doing the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I remember your early YouTube days, for sure. And you, yeah, you definitely rough. took off like fire, man, though. You moved quick, though. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what it was? I think I was doing something at the time a little different than anyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, buying collections, telling everyone what I paid for them. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. Mm. And then sending stuff off to CGC, bringing them back, talking about the value of the books and seeing what kind of profit we made on the collection just based on the CGC books. And now it's just too much to do it that way anymore because i have just so much stuff at cgc so much stuff coming back i don't know what books went with what collection i'm consolidating collections while sending them out to cgc so i can't really do the profit end of things so now it's more like here's what i paid for this collection here are the keys then when we do the cgc unboxing it's like here's the value of these books mm -hmm. i just don't remember what collection they came out of <laughs> right everything yeah. is mixed to match now at this it's point. all yeah, yeah it's a jumbled mess I mean, you, you know what, and you have like videos for days. Like you could have, if you real realistically, you could put out videos constantly. Obviously, and I know, yeah. like we've talked about it. You know, you have like videos in the can that don't come out immediately. It's like you have yeah. to, you know, you wait a little bit. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I try to do that. I have, you know, stuff in the in the pipeline. So but I don't watch I don't watch YouTube, man. But I have to be honest. I watched one of your videos recently because I was uh I don't send stuff off to CGC like ever. And I sent a couple books off like a couple weeks ago or whatever. And I was like, shit, it's the best way to pack this shit. And so I watched your video <laughs> on how to pack. I CGC. put it out. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to trust Gary. I'll see how Gary does it. He gets good, good gradings back at night. I followed your lead, bro. So we'll oh, see. Good. see what happens. What's, yo, what's crazy? That's so weird you said that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was you who left a comment. Did you leave a comment on that video? No, I never, I never, I never leave comments, bro. Okay. It's so funny that you even say this because literally like within the last two or three days, somebody watched that video and left a comment and said, thanks. I'm going to, I'm going to pack my books this way. Like literally, I did it. I did definitely in my head said, thanks Gary. I'm going to pack the books this way. <laughs> you went a little, okay. So I, I'll, let me be honest. Your video was very informative and very awesome. And I was like, Oh God, dude, that's a lot of like little pull things with tape. Like, I don't know. Okay. I have like the patience for shit like that. And then I actually found a, uh, an old boxed heroes box. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to, put these guys in this box heroes that's, box and I'll close that up nice and that's tight fine. and shipped it in another box. Yeah. That's more than, than good. I honestly should do an updated video because I don't ship stuff to CGC that way anymore. Yeah. With it was good. I mean, it, it was legit for sure. Yeah. Actually, Justin, you know, the way I pack now because you've picked up a stuff, a couple yeah. books from me. So yep, like yep. that bubble mailer, 
in mm-hmm. the Gemini. Yeah, that is the way to do it. I haven't had any complaints yet. Like you wrap a single book in bubble mailer? Yeah, the bubble oh, so mailer. Are you talking about like envelopes? It's it's basically a bubble mailer like envelope almost, like a yeah. bag. Okay. So uh, it fits about six to eight, depending on how thick the books are. Mm-hmm. And the Gemini will hold about 10 books. So you can fit about six or eight with the bubble mailer in the Gemini. And knock on wood, I have had, I've sent hmm. out thousands of packages that way and not had any complaints. Do you yeah, still flip them like spine to spine? Or- yeah, yeah, I still, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect because even, you know, if it rains, you still have that extra cushion. Yeah, of- the plastic. Yeah, yep. all that around. So yeah, you're you're definitely, you know, and, and that's sometimes what's great. It's like you you have these videos that automatically come up. So people, if you're listening out there and you want to know how to ship to CGC, yeah, check, check out Gary's, Gary's old really. videos. And we've just told him to, you know, create an updated one for CGC <laughs> shipping. Because yeah, that's yep. People don't people sometimes just don't know how to do it. Like people ask me, you know, um, you met my buddy Armand at King Kong and he sent out a bunch of his stuff from you know his father's collection. He was asking me, he's like, Oh, how should I do it? Should I just put it in like it's you know like a bag and this and then i'm like oh no 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 bro he's like you're sending like big time books i'm like we're gonna do this properly yeah. <laughs> and there's like no videos out there that show that but people like know you so it can be you know. daunting man sending stuff to cgc a little bit it's... like you go on the site and you read their instructions you're like holy crap dude yeah, yeah. it's intimidating i mean mm. i get people i still get people asking me if i can send books for them and yeah. and i'm just like i can't i too yeah. much right right I'm sure just between the sell, you know, the buying, the selling, obviously whatnot, variants, you know, you, you got everything going right now. Oh, yeah. Speaking Dude, of variants, I, now, do, what do you have? Do you have anything in the pipeline? What's your like next variant to kind of, oh, is yeah. it announced or? Oh, I can't, I can't announce the New York Comic Con. Okay. But I there can, is one. Okay. That's fine. Oh, I have, I'm on the fence right now for three New York Comic Con books, all hmm. very different very different publishers everything's different but um which actually one of them i'm probably doing with the defects and erod and then one of them i'm doing with erod and myself and beachside and then another one is just me and and the last one just fell into my lap yesterday so you're doing three you're gonna have three i'm gonna have three i can't really talk about any of them because it's pretty early. I can talk mm-hmm. about Terrificon. Oh, you got one for Terrificon? I do have one for. Actually, I kind of have two. I know we're on a podcast and you can't see, but oh, that's guys, fine. You, you can show us. It's we all, all yeah, we always talk. We always say that. Well, nobody knows Screw the about listeners. This. Okay, nobody knows about this, so you can't. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so don't we'll just, just, awesome. just show that's it to awesome. us, and so everyone listening gets really mad. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me find the the finished product here. But uh, I have so. I can I can say this that I'm dropping with the defects an exclusive sketchbook from Ryan Brown. That's it's cool. actually without talking about details, which I will show you guys though. It's a connecting cover, so I'm cool. dropping one half, they're dropping the other, and what we're gonna do is Saturday night of Terrificon on whatnot. I'm gonna run from like eight to nine thirty, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna run from like nine thirty to eleven, and Ryan's gonna be with all of us the whole time doing signings and sketches and everything. And th- this cover is ridiculous. It, in the a- bar or at, actually in the rooms? Because it's not going to Oh, no, happen. I got a suite at the room. I know, I know. The j- jokingly, because obviously we were all usually drinking by that time. I'm oh, surprised. yeah, that's going to be a little bit. Oh, here, don't show yeah. anyone this. How sober no is Jay going to be also? I'm this? not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> I may be in that room. I may not have to hang sober. out with you guys. Okay, 
Did you guys see my Darkwing Duck release from Ryan? It's the the Batman Hush homage. Okay, Mm -hmm. here, you can't say anything, but here is the New York Comic Con release. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Trying to see it. That's New York. Okay. That's New York. I'm going to find you the good one. But anyway, what we also have, and this I can announce for Terrificon is a last Ronin Lost Years number five. This is a Terrificon exclusive that Ryan did. Oh, nice. Oh, so is that the last issue or is it six issues? I think there's six. I'm and there's not a one sure. shot as well. There was five of the first one. Yeah. And then there's this. This is going to be released at, all right, the background's a different color. The background's going to be gray. This is a split cover, connecting cover with uh, me, the defects. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. And that's Ryan, of course. That's Ryan. Which side's yours? Uh, the left heroes. or right. Okay. The, the villain okay. the defects. Go okay. figure. Yeah. Nice. But, All right. So well, we're... I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm glad we got to see it. And uh, everybody else is like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm so sorry to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, it's but the, the, Ronin one, you, the Ronin one's a big deal. I mean, that that's a cool split. It's one cover. It's kind of split. We could describe that one because it's coming out in two weeks. It's like a split down the middle. One half is Mikey as Ronan. The other mm-hmm. half is Mikey with the turtles in the background, like mm-hmm. old school. So that yeah. one's going to be cool. That we actually are getting special. Re- we have special treatment from IDW to drop that exclusive at Terrificon because the book officially doesn't drop till the second. We're oh, going to be able to release this as the Terrificon exclusive because it has the logo and everything special mm-hmm. at the convention nice that's cool wow, man. That's awesome so you kind of get a head start hell yeah you get to read it yeah yeah nice and uh what's the print run on the, the turtle? so the what we're doing and this is cool this is you know people always talk about print runs so that ronin book minimum was 2000 and that's a lot right so what oh, yeah. we're actually doing is destroying a thousand of them I'm giving a hundred to my LCS because he made it all happen with the IDW and Penguin Random House and everything. Mm-hmm. So he's taking a hundred. We're destroying a thousand. I'm getting three hundred. Erod is getting three hundred, and Beachside is getting three hundred. So I'll have three hundred in hand. If you can't get them from me at the show, Erod will have them because he's set cool. up at the show too. Yeah, that's right. You guys are right next to each other, right? If I'm not mistaken. I, you know they moved me. I was dead set. You know where I am regularly. You oh, guys were both there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So what they did was they centered me. And then I think Alex complained from Absolute Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because know, that right. was his spot. So they swapped yeah. me back to my original spot. They they swapped me and Alex, which is fine. So I'm not sure where you I know you're out of spot 420. Go figure. Okay. I'm just not sure where that spot is. <laughs> In the corner next to the toilet. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you've been back there. Oh, so, yeah, by all the, uh, the 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 what are those those lights lightsaber cracking? Oh god, by the oh, lightsabers, yeah. that'd be like the worst thing for me, dude. <laughs> just banging them lightsabers the whole damn time <laughs> oh god but um speaking of terrific com before we kind of get into articles you know like you you set up at shows you know how is this stressful for you like i, I mean explain how you know uh, between the differences between i guess like a new york comic con to a terrific con to like oh a my god day show i go into terrific con grinning ear to ear it's my favorite show to buy at it's my favorite show to sell at it's my favorite show to be at when the doors close i mean you guys were there like mm-hmm. it's three days of fun, essentially. Yeah. You know, the convention's great. The, I'll tell you, I, I don't know if people are sleeping on Terrificon, but that guest list year in and year out is stellar. 
And selling at that show is a breeze because load in and load out is so easy. I don't know. Do, have you guys been, were you guys in the back where the celebrities were? Yeah, yeah I've I seen do. it where the, yeah. that big giant door the two opens loading docks. Back right. Yeah, where all yeah, the, the cars back are left set up. and back right have mm-hmm. massive loading docks, yeah. and you come in that way, and it's a breeze. It's it's absolutely awesome. Thing is, you kind of want it to be slept on, right? Like, I mean, it's that weird zone where you're like, you man, it's so good, everyone should come. But then you're kind of like, well, maybe don't come, you know, because <laughs> you don't want it to be too many people. It's still really fun it's, the way it is, you know. You yeah, want more I mean, people to come necessarily. Like Zach, you're not you're not coming out this manimal. <laughs> We're not using real names, right? No, it's okay. We, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I can't this year, but I do think I'll be at Baltimore. Yeah, that's a phenomenal show. I've never yeah. sold there, I've only bought, and I haven't been back since well, pre-COVID when CGC stopped doing on-site grading is when yeah, I saw that was the going. best. That was unbelievable. So going into Terrificon, I have a smile on my face. I love it. Um, and the cool thing too is, and you guys know this with Terrificon, you park your car. You don't need to get back in for three days. If you're staying in the hotel in the casino, you're yeah. just there. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't even have to gamble and you'll be busy for three days with the people that are there. Mm-hmm. You run into artists and writers like at the bar and at restaurants. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun. Yeah, that's what we say here. It's kind of like you literally don't ever smell fresh air unless you walk outside. And that's very rarely, right? Like it's it's basically like you said, you park your car and then you're done. Like well, it's funny you you bring up fresh air because you don't smell fresh air at New York Comic Con either for four days. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're talking about. There's no fresh air at con. It's probably better at Terrific Con because it's a casino and they're pumping that oxygen you awake, so you're still gambling and and so Go again, going into Terrificon, like I'm smiling. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll make a couple dollars. I'm going to see a bunch of people. I might find a book or two. It's just fun. I'm going to get signatures. Like that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just a great, easy to do everything. It's fairly easy to do everything. Park, load, signatures, uh, the hotel. Everything is easy. New York is an entirely different animal. New York Comic Con is the worst convention to sell at. I mean, yeah, you're going to make the most money there. There's hundreds of thousands of people walk through the door, but it is so stressful. It is so time consuming. Last year, when I pulled up to unload, I had my dad with me and he waited and we took turns, but waited in queue in line to unload our stuff for five hours Jesus! before we unloaded to the floor. It It's... It's so stressful. And then not only that, I have a U-Haul. So finding parking for a U-Haul is Mm. stressful Yeah, because you're not parking it in a garage. You have to find outdoor parking and that's stressful. Not only that, the hotel is crazy expensive. You got to find a good hotel. You got to be close to the convention and it's just the food is expensive. Everything is just exaggerated money and time and stress. Mm -hmm. So So worth it in the long run? It is worth it. But it's very stressful. Do you think you'll get to a point where you're like, you know what, man? Like, I'm making enough money on these other cons that like I'm gonna forego NYCC. Or is it just so, so good that you can't forego? I mean, it's gotta be really good. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, That's you gotta right. think about it. I I'm I my numbers may be slightly off, but Terrificon has somewhere between twenty and twenty five thousand people walk through the door for mm-hmm. three days. Yeah. I think New York has like two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand people walk through that door for four days. Yeah. So that's hard to compete with. I mean, everything, the booth, and I'll tell you guys flat out, like I have a 10 by 30 booth for New York. So 10 feet by 30 feet, right? Mm. Seven grand before I sell a book. 
That's not the hotel. That's not the U-Haul. That's not paying my guys. That's yeah. not inventory. Mm. That's nothing. That's not food. That's nothing. 7,000 out the door. Damn. And they don't give you anything. They don't give you a chair. They don't give you a table, a banner, nothing. A garbage pail, you get nothing. Terrific con. I think I paid for a 10 by 20, uh, you know, like the horseshoe, a 10 by 20 by 10, mm. a double end cap. I think I paid like 2,500. You get tables, chairs. Is that what you had last year? Yep. Yeah, exactly. What I had last year. Yeah, I've done that yeah. now. This will be my fourth year with that setup. Okay. 2,500. So wow, man. Big difference. So, I mean, damn, that says a lot that even with. Even with all that overhead going into NYCC, it's still profitable. Yeah. You're still that profitable that it makes it worth it. Well, that's yeah. I'll tell you numbers good. after if you want. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be like, a, I mean, roughly, it's got to be like a 10K. I mean, just hotels got to be like another 15 to 2,000 2, and then oh, at least $1,000 in food. New York cost me, before I sell a comic book total, New yeah. York cost me about $15,000. Holy. Oh, yeah. Before, I'm not, yeah. before anything. That's the hotel, the U-Haul, the parking. The food, my guys, yeah, uh, the booth, like it adds up quickly. Wow, man! And you get no electricity. Like I, I go to, like I go to shows for my job, and they always ask, like as a vendor, they'll be like, "Oh, if do you wanna, do you want electricity for the booth?" And they're like, "It's only like a hundred bucks or fifty bucks." And like New York, don't have that. (laughs) No, New York, you have to pay a crazy amount for electric, and you can't even do it. They have to do it. The union has to set up your electric for you like if you have stuff to plug in they have to do it you yeah. can't touch it mm-hmm. what kind of stuff would you plug in i'm trying to think like well, like, oh, if you have, like a light up sign there's oh, obviously yeah. like all the yeah, big yeah. the big vendors like they have all that but like if something like a comic guy like gary like i don't know if you had like a very gary comics thing yeah yeah the only i've done it one time at new york and what i did was i had lights on the tops of my rack shining down mm. and i did get a lot of compliments on it but i'm not paying like X amount of do- hundreds of dollars for lights. I'll hold a right. flashlight before I it do didn't that. make that much of a difference, right? No, no, I don't know if it sold any books or not. Look, if people are gonna see the books, they they're gonna like it regardless of the lights on top of your yeah. Stand, I, right? I can't can't. It brings them. That. It brings them right to your booth. It brings like, them. Oh, it's got electricity. Like, look at that booth. They have lights. Yeah. Well, that's no, I, I I can't pay somebody to plug in my light for me. No, yeah, that's know. that's idiotic. Not gonna happen. But Terrificon is going to be fun. Um, yeah. Always the same people. You know, we, uh, I've, we've, we've brought so many people on board. Obviously, you know, I got the Canadians coming down. I know um, people from way out west, like Swaggle House. He was on here. He's oh, I coming. heard Jay or Matt was telling me that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Swaggle's coming out. Obviously, the uh, I'm, I'm rooming with Newbie Comics and Rocksteady and Wesley's Comics. Um, oh, Canadians. Yeah, I got all the Canadians this year because <laughs> I couldn't come. So, yeah. but yeah, it's going to be wild. It's always a fun time. There's always people you meet. There's always things to, to do. And obviously, you know, now with whatnot, you got this, you know, thing that you can do at night for a little bit for like an hour or so. Oh, yeah. And that's cool yeah, that you're dropping night, some variants. I'm going every night with uh, a different artist. That's crazy. You're yeah, selling you have it set up already or night. can, or no? Yeah. Or, I mean, oh, can so... you tell us or? I, yeah, Thursday night, I'm actually going with Chris Campagna and Ryan Brown together. Dual artists. They're going to be, du- they're going to be, uh, they're going to be dueling sketch covers. So like, we'll do like, maybe not the same character, but X-Men. So they'll mm-hmm. each take like an X-Men blank and go. They split, they, they did a dual Turtles cover where like Ryan did the villains and Chris did the Turtles. 
Mm-hmm. So Ryan's already done re- going to be doing remarks on them, and so is Chris. So we'll have dual signed, dual remarked books going to auction. Th- Friday night is like still up in the air. I have a couple things in motion, and then Saturday night is the big Ryan Brown drop. So every night I have something lined up. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it's always fun to see you go live, like especially when you're at the show. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it when you went live something. at King Kong. I'm like, yeah, this guy's like right upstairs in the hotel room, just like, you know, <laughs> with like Johnny D. Largen or, or Mark Morales oh, yeah. or whoever. Yeah, we like, did. That's what we did. Morales, Desjardins and Ryan at King Con. That was cool. This is going to be fun. Like I, I splurged for the suite because I wanted everyone to be comfortable. So we've got the couches, the chair mm-hmm. the, or the big, you know, the coffee table. So it's going to be a good setup because I didn't want to do it in the like in the hallway. Remember when we did it with three men? We did the uh, yeah, auto does in the hallway, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that with with artists just because i don't you never know who can walk by you never if they shut you down mm-hmm. like all of a sudden yeah. now like we're in the middle of an auction we have to stop yeah or someone starts talking to the artist and they want to have conversations and yeah this is not the showroom floor hey come check us out tomorrow like yeah. when we're exactly like so, whatnot like live so and uh yeah it's exciting it's fun I, it's it's a great show again yeah, new yeah. york is a lot of stress it's worth it a lot of stress terrific con is just a lot of fun awesome. uh, yeah i really wish i could make it this year man next year right yeah so i'll be living in washington dc next year oh nice i think i'm moving out there maybe january hopefully at the earliest january but yeah i'll be living full-time in dc so you'll be real close over here now yeah be uh, cruising up and seeing you guys more often on the east coast i'm not gonna ever be an east coaster it's just not gonna happen dude it's not gonna happen (laughs) what's an east coaster you weirdos what <laughs> yeah man no i'm bringing the the southwest texas and the little midwest with me some politeness that's what i would all bring to the east coast oh my yeah, that's God. what it I is insulted. It no it's so true when i went out to dallas last year um it was so weird like everybody was super nice <laughs> yeah dude, it's, like, it's every time i go to like the east coast everyone's like moderately aggressive or like <laughs> it's just kind of like a, a subtle like Oh, well, I'm not going to hold this door for you. Like, I don't know. It's just like, God damn, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to Texas is a different story, bro. Like people will open doors for you, lay out the red carpet for you. Welcome, sir, ma'am. It's great. Hmm. You got to get out there. It's so different. Got to get out to a con out there. That'd be a lot of fun. I I would love to go to like anything out there, like the fan expos or Phoenix thing. And maybe Vegas or the Vegas show. Didn't you go to Vegas? I went to Vegas. You weren't there that year I was at Vegas? I never went to any convention west of ours. Like west nothing. Of the Mississippi? You never been west oh, of the Mississippi? Oh, definitely not west of the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh Vegas is cool. Phoenix, um, Phoenix was cool. I've been to that one too. Um I mean, Vegas is like Vegas, right? So it's like the nightlife afterwards and all the fun stuff. But yeah, honestly, Terrificon kind of takes the cake. I mean, I'm a lazy person too, where it's just like I'm trying to leave all these places. It's nice to just be right there in the mix. I'm not terrific. Yeah. That's what's so great about it. So, you know, I, th- I feel like you almost take it for granted. And like, you almost don't realize how nice it is, I should say, until mm-hmm. you do it. Yep. You're like, wait, I could be here for three days and not go outside and, and eat oh, good yeah. food like that too. Like, yeah. you're eating at real restaurants at Terrificon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was telling him last year, I'm like, dude, you got to come like, please like make it out. We'll we'll make it a thing. Fly into Jersey. You could stay here for a day and then we'll go up. And he was just like thinking, he's like, oh, maybe it's small, whatever. And then he saw it and it was like, oh yeah, it's like a Vegas casino. I was really surprised. Honestly, I kind of took it. I was like, oh wow, this is a real, real casino. Mm -hmm. So 
I had a blast, man. I had so much fun. It's impressive when you're driving up to Mohegan on that long strip and you look up and it's just at just yeah. a huge tower. Yeah. You're like, okay. And you find my parking and then that's it. And then I lose my car. <laughs> I forget where I park right. after three days. <laughs> Usually you know? I just take a picture and I'm like, oh, that's right. This is where it's in this suite or this lot, whatever. So um, I'm driving a U-Haul that matches 1,400 other ones in the parking lot. Like, which one's mine? <laughs> You gotta get the big very gary logo on the side should put like a big fat head on the side of me yeah hell yeah there you go perfect <laughs> call me i buy collections on the way back <laughs> well um appreciate it, gary let's kind of get into some articles you know it's always fun when we have a guest on here because people kind of typically know like zach and i where we're gonna stand some people know where we're gonna stand on certain things so um let's kind of get into our comic article and then we're gonna get right into all the movie and uh a trailer talk so uh, this one just got released actually yesterday over at marvel.com. So new champions variants cover program spotlights secret sidekicks, a new variant cover program in October will spotlight all new young heroes based on Marvel's greatest icons. So of course, spider boy, Spider-Man's long lost sidekick has become a comic book phenomenon and will st soon star in his very own ongoing series. But what if other Marvel heroes had heroic proteges you've never met before? Some of the industry's most acclaimed artists will answer that very question in the new champions variants. So in October, we have 18 different comics coming out with different variant covers, everything from uh, Black Panther, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Ghost Rider, Deadpool, Iron Man, Miles Morales, Moon Knight, Scarlet Witch, to name a few. I could probably just go down the entire list. But what does everybody think about this? Obviously, we have the Spider-Boy thing. You know, are, are we already specking? Are we already thinking that with these covers and none of these characters are names, right? They, they do in the article, they do show like the characters, what they're going to look like. Are we already specking that these characters are going to be created by somebody and we're going to get a comic, we're going to get a team, some long lost sidekick hero team. You know, what is everyone's thoughts? Um, Zach, why don't you kick us off? Not interested, like not interested at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's dumb. Like, you know, I feel like it's um Marvel, the sidekicks in Marvel, that's a DC thing, man. DC's done it and they won. There's no beating it. You're never going to go back. You can't retcon and bring like, oh, we'll retcon. Now their Spider-Boy is the long lost sidekick. Like, no one cares, dude. He ain't been around. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking at this stuff too. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm the only thing that kind of makes me happy. And I don't know yet if it's for sure, but I didn't see any X-Men. And it was really going to piss me off if I saw X-Men. I know there's like a Magneto, like a girl Magneto or something here. Yeah, there's I a saw Wolverine. Her. I was really gonna, yeah, that pisses me. Off. What do you mean a sidekick for the X Men? Yeah, it's called the New Mutants or Generation X or all the younger version of mutants that are out there. Like, there's no long lost missing sidekick mutants. Like, and then of course there's some symbiotes. Dumb. Um, you didn't like yeah, the Ghost I'm, Rider or the? There is like a what looks I like saw a Ghost Rider one. So yeah. X Men twenty seven has is a Peach Momoko. It looks like a younger Storm. That's basically what. Let me see. What I, would, one. I would. I would. It's the last one on the, yeah, on the list, but. Uh, Looks it's, dumb. <laughs> I, I'm completely, I'm completely uninterested in this. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's what uh, you know. Hard some people agree, some me. people disagree. <laughs> um, Gary, what are your thoughts on this? Well, are these going to be like one shots within the stories? Like, are or are these just covers? Just covers. Yeah, that's a good. They're question. just covers. They're just if covers. They're just so covers. This is obviously oh. just a cash grab. Yeah. Like, just like the venomized covers yeah. and the villains covers, and the, it's a cash grab. I'm not interested in Spider Boy, and I'm not interested in any of these. Yeah, well, I think some it's a cover regardless, than others. Right? Yeah, there's some cool covers, but like, 
I don't know. This is this is Marvel being Marvel. They're milking yeah, it. They exactly. hit they hit big with Spider Boy, so now they're gonna ram it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Just destroy it. hundred percent. They just kill you with quantity. That's Marvel that's, right that's there. That's it. And there's gonna be people out there that no, buy everyone. Hundred percent. And maybe one gets hot. Maybe maybe two. Like are they? They're not even ratio variants. They're probably B covers, right? Mm-hmm. So that means. The ones that are going to get create the only ones that could possibly get hot are the ones that are on obscure titles that a lot of LCSs aren't ordering much of. Yeah, um, um, I would think like a moon, like I know Moon Knight's on that list, so that's like a not Moon Knight you know, sells big, pretty well though. Yeah, but it's not like something crazy. I mean, it's not amazing, but well, they won't do Spider Man. Oh, they're doing Black Cat though. Yeah, but Black Cat's like, you know. Yeah. From Amazing Spider Man, it's on Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, so. it's not. It none of this interests me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see the weakest um, titles in here. Look like Black Panther to me, Miles Morales. I mean, these are all titles that don't sell well. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet Witch Miles probably, doesn't I, sell well. Miles can never hold his own title. Yeah, that's why it's always yeah. They reboot. have rebooted that thing to number one quite a few yeah. times. That Scarlet might be Witch different might, now, though. Dave. Now Scarlet Witch might be low, but it's a good title. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, like you like you said, Gary, like the Venom, like when they originally did like the Venomized covers, nobody knew about them. And all those books are hot. Anytime you they find are, those, those books right, are hot. Like the Iron Man one. Isn't there a Hulk yeah. one or something? I mean, obviously. Uh, X-Force like, one. Yeah, there's a few um, that originals way Yeah, the back. old old Gs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like every now and then they do these theme months and mm-hmm. one random book will eventually hit. Like obviously there's like the Gwenum. Yeah, the, uh, Gwen- the Gwenpool. Gwenpool right now, yeah. yeah, there's like the Gwenpool, which is like the first cover of Gwenpool, even though she's not in the book. There's the yeah, there's the Gwenum book from like Guardians of Nowhere. Randomly, you'll get some book, right? But I like what also you said, Zach, is that and it's true. Like DC is the place for heroes and sidekicks. Yeah. Like Marvel never had this. It's they Marvel has their heroes, their or their you know their heroes, male, female, and then and they have kids. Teams. Yeah, and then they, and then that's what it is, or the younger kids, and that's their yeah. just their teams. They never had like sidekicks that grow that grow into a new character. Bucky might be the only one, dude. Bucky and maybe Rick Jones. Those might be like you're talking golden age, Bucky. You know, like you're going way back. I mean, those might literally be the only two. Rick Jones and Bucky might be like the only two sidekicks that I can think like off the top of my head that advanced in the Marvel universe. You know what they're probably hoping for? They're probably hope they're going to watch the secondary market, and if there's any of these that get hot, they're going to get their own title. You know, you know what I think would be cool about something like this and like the, the, the Gwynnum stuff or the Venomized or even like the Pride Month stuff that they do, you know, like each, like the themed books or whatever, like they do a monster one, I think too. Yeah. Like for Halloween. Monsters Unleashed typically. Yeah. Yeah. Band. Yeah. They should do it with like low unknown artists. That would make it cooler. There in my opinion. So like, don't like, I don't give a shit about Peach Momoka. I don't know why people like her. I mean, obviously oh, art see, is. I'm- I am right in the middle on Peach. I think some of her stuff is good and some of it's horrendous. Yeah, I, I don't know. She doesn't. I, that's not my thing. But like, I, I think it'd be cool. Like, stop getting those artists and start getting like no name people, like up and comers. And I feel like it's like a business model for Marvel. That'd be really good as well. Like, hey, let's yeah. see what artists new and upcoming we can get first off super cheap. And let's see if the fans <laughs> like them. And then and maybe you know, we hire that guy. That's actually a really good idea too, Zach, because think of this, like, if a title does, if a if a cover doesn't sell well, but the artist happens to hit, mm-hmm. the secondary market on that cover will be hot because this yeah. is their first Marvel cover. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's what the, I mean, dude. I don't know why Marvel. 
they need to listen to the podcast, bro. I'm just spinning <laughs> gold here. Just spinning gold every week. That's, see, that, to me, that's a golden opportunity to expand your artist list. Yeah. And Marvel yeah. has a reputation for not being very friendly to creators. Either. I've heard that too. And so this would be a good way to kind of like bridge the gap there a little bit. I mean, you don't have yeah, to pay I've them anything. Heard that You'd be happy too. just to be there, you know? Yep. So anyway, yeah, you're right on the artist. Like, like real, like, real quick, just on like artist names, you got Peach Momoko, huge names, Jen Bartal, Merkin yeah. Delfo, uh, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Anka. Like they're you're all big see names. them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're on variant covers. They're on ratio variants. Um, they, yeah. everyone does exclusives. You know, if, if we ran down this list, everybody would probably know, I would say 75% of the names. Yeah. There's going to be some newcomers and they, and they also do Marvel does that Stormbreakers thing, right? Where it's yeah. people With that are, artists. that's a little new. Yeah. That's kind of a similar. Yeah. But yeah, those so are that's... signed artists already to Marvel. Those aren't exactly. like, you know, yes, they're new growing artists, but they're already a part of the Marvel family. It's not mm -hmm. like first time covered. Here you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Local talent. They, and, yeah. and you know, Marvel, I mean, every freaking month is somebody's anniversary. So like you could have like right. Thor, like here's the Thor variants and have a whole bunch, yeah. right? Here's Thor's 50th anniversary or whatever ends up 60th, 75th, whatever, you know, and here's this and here's a, you could do it every month or mm. every other. And like you said, bring in, bring in a dozen new artists every month or two, yeah. give them a crack at it. I like yeah. that idea a lot. Won't happen. Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. They'll just keep using the same artists that they have yeah. on, on their roster, mm -hmm. pulling it out. And then, you know, whatever the next big character is for this year, then, then that'll be the next thing. And I how, know how long till we get a Scotty young spider boy. No, bro. I'll tell oh, you, it'll, it'll be, be his one. number one. It'll be whatever. Yeah. Spider that boy looks exactly one. like the other Spider-Man number ones. He's done 500 times in miles. The next hit, the next hit is going to be some, the same version of spider boy but a venom boy or a carnage Yo, that's, that's what you're coming that's next that's what they'll do because that's what marvel does is just beat you in the face with spider-man yeah. dude that's all they do or or like and venom right like you're like yeah. spider-man the spider family there yep. you go it's oh yeah. sales are down let's do another edge of spider-verse right right we said it was the end but it's back to now carnage verse which i can't believe we haven't seen carnage verse yet it's coming if you don't think it's coming you're dumb like it's yeah they just have to they have to bring uh they have to bring what's his name cletus back though isn't he dead he's back no, he's again back, yeah. yeah he's back it's amazing how that works only uncle ben dies in the marvel universe dude yeah, the only right? poor this bastard poor he's dead dude <laughs> <laughs> poor bastard can't, can't get he's the break. only one they can't get him back my man is like dead dead even in the mcu they didn't even have uncle ben he's such shitty luck he didn't even get an mcu appearance yeah and they took it store that stole the show Ben had man, one big line. Ben. They took it from him. Yeah, the one thing he's known for. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sorry, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's too bad. Too bad. All right. So that's our comic article for the night. Let's kind of get moving to uh, some movie news. So we got some trailers to talk about. But first, let's talk about some DC castings. James Gunn is hot and heavy with uh, some major DC characters for Superman Legacy. So this is coming over from the Nerdist.com. Superman Legacy announces castings. For four major characters. So we have some castings for Hawk Girl, Guy Gardner, Mr. Terrific, and Metamorpho. So uh, all different people. And I, I feel like let's talk about this first without even talking about the people who that are going to be the actors and actresses that are going to be playing these characters. I feel at this point that in Superman Legacy, the Justice League needs to be established. Like, how are you introducing all these characters? I've heard like the authority is going to be there and. 
I mean, like, how are these characters going to be in this movie if, like, somehow the Justice League or, like, a Justice Society is not already set up? Like, you can't just have all these characters and not be established. Like, this is not going to be their first day on the job. Yeah. It's weird. It worries me, too. Um, anytime you have way too many characters in a movie, you're obviously the screen time is like there's a finite amount of time, right? So, like, every character is only getting enough time. And it's a Superman legacy movie. Now, the only thing that kind of makes me feel better about it is, look, look Superman's story is like Spider-Man's and Batman's. Like, do we need to see his origin story again for the 90th time? No. So, like, you can kind of, you know, not have that so much. But he's out of Smallville. We don't have to see any of the Smallville crap. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, all of a sudden, he's in Metropolis. Like, you know, and then all these characters are there, too. Like, I don't know. But I do find it interesting. Recent solicitations also have uh, Hawkgirl is going to be taking place. Her new title coming out will be in metropolis so is there something there i wonder there probably mm. is yeah. they do that all the time and yeah. i think james gunn came out and said when he first got the gig we are tying animated to comic books to video mm. games to the movies yeah. it is one multiverse one Smart. giant i agree i actually like that i'm a little nervous too because james gunn and i love james gunn's work so this is not a shot at him but if you pay attention to all of his work, I think he just loves bringing in his favorite people as little actors that he loves. And mm -hmm. it's one and done really quick and in and out. If you mm -hmm. want to do that with a metamorpho, I, okay. I don't think you can do that with a hawk girl. I really don't want to see that done with Guy Gardner. Mm -hmm. So like that scares me a little bit. Mr. Terrific. Okay, whatever. And, and I, I also heard we aren't getting an origin story, right? It's just early Superman where the origin story is established. We don't need, and, and we're just taken off. Yeah. All he and said if is Brainiac is the villain, which they're saying, you can't have rumor. like yeah. a first day on the job versus Brainiac. <laughs> right. Horrible first day on the job. Right? That's that's a rough one. I mean, that's I mean, you end one. up in a bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, oh gosh, what was I, I trust say? him though. Oh, it, it's supposed to be James Gunn talked a lot about it being like the focus. It said it, what he's really said about the theme is the Clark Kent Superman dichotomy type yeah, situation I, how yeah. does he juggle both lives that's really all he's like kind of really put out there in terms of like what the movie is supposed to be about so yeah we'll we'll see i just i do have faith in him i don't want to i don't want certain dc characters to be quick throwaway characters i want to see long term i want to yeah. see growth i don't know if you're going to get the justice league i i almost don't i don't want to see the justice league i want to see and this is where in my opinion I've i've said this before on my channel and even the defects like DC screwed up because Marvel had like a five or six year head start and they mm -hmm. tried to catch up. Yeah. If DC bad. just stayed in their lane and made solid movies, you'd be surprised. I bet you they would be all right, but they played catch up. Like, like has anyone taken a step back and realized we got a suicide squad, birds of prey and every other silly wonder woman, Aquaman, right? Uh, the Man of Steel I liked. We had a Justice League. All these movies came out before you had a Batman movie. Mm -hmm. We still, you know, you didn't have, mm -hmm. a, you didn't introduce Green Lantern. Yeah. Like, they were just rushing. It, it mm -hmm. was such a waste. Such a waste. So I'm hoping James Gunn takes his time and does it slowly in the right way. I mean, we know James Gunn's a fantastic storyteller. So I also think he's he's already five years down the road. With the with what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I mean, you heard that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was already in his head 
during the first one because he was having talks with um what's his name who uh who voiced rocket bradley, bradley cooper, cooper. Mm-hmm. explaining to bradley cooper what's going to happen at the end of this trilogy like he he said this is all about rocket like he was telling him immediately so like he has the vision out there years out of telling stories so i have faith in him but i totally agree there's a lot of characters in this movie some obscure ones and they don't relate to one another so i'm not sure how he's going to tie this all together you have yeah. wacky characters my biggest my so for me like of these four characters like i'm curious and it's also weird because you my biggest character in this is is hawk girl because we've just we just recently saw hawkman and right. you know black adam the thing with hawk girl and even also hawkman is there's many versions of them right? yeah like there's the the kira sanders who's like the more recent one there's the one that probably like most people know growing up from the um the justice League animated yeah. like the thanagarians and then there's like shira hall like the old school golden age like which one are you bringing in is it gonna relate anywhere to the black adam or is that like completely gone like none of that mattered anymore right like i'm kind of curious to know that like which version and then are they going to bring back a different hawkman because i feel like you can't have hawk girl without hawkman right you can't yeah yeah i'm a little yeah i i'm just i I also don't like the ties to blue beetle and like some things are sticking around and others aren't i thought i really thought they should have just blew the whole thing up and started all over so i I feel like we've talked about it i felt like the the end credit scene for flash should have just been a complete reset yeah like it should have been a, a flashpoint for real and everything was just completely redone and it starts over like the new 52 like how flash yeah. does the new 52 like that should have been a post-credit scene which was actually a great uh flashpoint was such a great story and then leading into the new 52 like it was so well mm-hmm. done i mean but that's jeff johns that was so well done I- i'm kind of i don't i'm Look, I'm I'm a big Green Lantern fan and I like Guy Gardner, but I'm not crazy about the idea of two things. One, Guy Gardner being the first Green Lantern that shows up. It doesn't make any sense for Earth. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the second, Nathan Fillion, he's great, man. But, and I'm not, I'm not a young cat by any means, but he's a little old to be playing mm. a moving forward Green Lantern, which, I mean, if you do not have Greenland, like I, I agree with you, Gary, on the, the DCEU, right? And like the, one of the biggest failing points of the DCEU was lack of Green Lantern Corps. And if you don't, if you're not uh, out here thinking that Green Lantern Corps needs to be a big focus of your DC universe moving forward, I think you're completely wrong. And so you want people, I feel like, that are going to be around for like the long haul. And I don't know about Nathan Fillion as I agree. Player. I, and plus, I don't see Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is the young, like, dick. Hothead. Yeah. 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 Like, that's He's not, not Nathan Fillion. Necessarily. Nathan Fillion's, like, funny, snarky. Even the picture in this article you sent is the the role he had in Guardians. And it's it totally is what you said. Like, it's just James Gunn bringing his buddies into things. Yeah, and I don't want Guy Gardner to be a throwaway. Because yeah. Nathan Fillion, is he going to be long-term? I don't mm, want no, a Green no. Lantern throwaway. There's so many lanterns. You can throw some away. Guy Gardner should not be one of them. And in my head, when the DCEU was going on, I said, I wanted a flashpoint to blow it all up. And I said, or I want Blackest Night because that's your connecting movie. There's your Infinity War, Mm -hmm. Blackest Night. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do, if if that's something James Gunn has five to eight years down the line, like you need Guy Gardner. 
You need the core. Yeah. You need the, right. You need to introduce these lanterns. You got to get them in here. You got to get Sinestro. You got to, you got to introduce all the lanterns. You have to introduce Sinestro, introduce the yellow ring, right? Fear. Mm -hmm. And then be like, Oh my God, look at all these other ones. We're like the three of us and probably everybody listening knows that exists, but to the movie goer, that could be like, Oh my God, all these rings and all these emotions and everything. I always felt like blackest night would work on the big screen. Yeah. And that's yeah. the biggest DC. I mean, I guess you have infinity crisis and some other big ones, but like to me, blackest night, that was the connecting big screen arc. Do you feel like the announcements like this, like, I, you know, it's, it's fun to get these, of course. And obviously it gives us t- t- stuff to talk about, but I think like James Gunn's announcing a lot very early, right? Like Superman legacy is not coming out for a while. And you're now dropping that. You've got all these characters. And I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know about all these announcements he's been doing. I feel like it's kind of like he's waiting a couple months and then he does a little announcement. Like, hey, we're still yeah. here. We're still here. Don't forget. We know, Flash, we know Flash sucked really bad and we, we still want you to like the DC. So let's, uh, he's, I don't know. He's just super excited. And now with the strike, I mean, oh, yeah. who knows when be. they're going to start yeah, filming. Is, they're not yeah. writing. Well, he already cool. finished the script, but that, like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. I think everything is going to change. You know, they, I talked about it last week on a, on a YouTube channel that showed like all the Marvel stuff coming on 2024. And I said, I guarantee a third of this will not right. show just because of what's happening. Like if the, if the writers go, uh, the actors go on strike, which did hit, which just happened this week. A night at midnight, I think, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to actually come out, you know, and, and what's going to get pushed back and what's going to get rearranged and, you know, that's why, like Zach said, it's like he's just dropping all this stuff. But I mean, you should do that, I guess, closer to once you have scripts and you yeah. realize what's going on. Because obviously, and th- and these people could change, right? Things happen. Yeah. Their their schedules may change. So we'll, we'll bring in somebody else. So, hey, not to sidetrack anything, but while it's in my head, Go how good has Secret Invasion been? You know what? You don't it's like a, it? After episode four, it, it's better. Yeah. And it was oh very God, fast. It's, episode it's fa- was very phenomenal. fast. I think it's good. I'm just not floored by it. I think it's the best MCU Disney Plus show. Okay. I mean, I understand some people think the bar is low. And I'm sorry, you got you totally have something to go. We don't have to do this because no, totally no, no, that's schedule. cool. No, no, no. I still well, think, yeah. and Justin will agree. I know he will because it's his favorite. But I think I agree too. I think Hawkeye is probably the best so far, in my opinion. See, I'm to me, it I'll was WandaVision and Hawkeye were the best too to yeah. me. But I really liked WandaVision. I liked that it was different. I loved the storytelling. I'm a sucker for like the magic kind of stuff. I thought it was really cool. Um, but this just feels like an espionage spy. Oh, for sure. Thriller. Yeah. yeah. It feels like Jack Ryan. Good job. Yeah. This is what Falcon Winter Soldier should have been. been. True. Right? Agreed. It should have had more of these themes. Yeah. 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 It's less, it's less superhero-y though. So that's kind of the different, it works a little bit. I like that. Yeah, no, no. But I mean like the difference between Winter Soldier and Falcon. It yeah. kind of had to be more superhero-y because- you had Falcon becoming Cap and like yep. all that. So sorry, it's go good. Ahead, Justin, it's good. Sorry. No, 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 no. I we we briefly talked about uh, like the mid season review last week, and I completely forgot about episode four this week. And I I watched it late on Wednesday, and it was it was really good. And then it was over, and I actually like paused and I looked at the time, and I was like, wow, this episode was only like thirty minutes. It was like super fast. Yeah, yeah. but a lot really happens, good. you know. And and I'm sure, and I obviously we don't want to spoil anything for people, so I don't want to get too much into it. So. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. So I'm excited for these next two episodes to, mm-hmm. to end the season. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so, uh, so let's uh, let's just kind of talk about. So we're, so we're still sticking with DC. We all saw the most recent uh, Blue Beetle trailer. I know the first one was uh, one thing, and and we got some more information. You know, that's coming out in August. It's first official James Gunn, you know, character that's sticking around. Not first first official movie, but uh, you know, let's go around the horn. What do we think of uh, a Blue Beetle, Zach? I know you're. Uh, I know you're up and down with this for for several reasons. Yeah, I mean, like the El Paso thing is really annoying, but um, I do. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. I, I love the actor who's playing him. I think it's a great character. Um, Young Justice really brought Jaime Reyes into you know existence in terms of making him a really cool character. And there's so many ways to make his story so great. And going back to Green Lanterns, that's a great. I mean, the reach with Green Lanterns. I mean, space is the place to be, man. So like, yeah. they need to get that going. Um, so Cosmic. I'm really excited. I hope it, I hope it does well. So they don't give it the ax. It looks cool. I still think my, my biggest complaint about this is there's, we have this thing in these movies and like the, the CW did it a lot, way too many side characters and supporting casts for these superheroes. Like, um, I don't, I don't care about his family. I'm sorry. His family's not <laughs> important. They're probably not very important in, in terms of the storyline moving forward. And so I feel like the supporting cast has become like this niche or cliche thing. I mean, in comics and like, I'm not really, I don't need it. So. All right. Um, Gary thoughts. I think it looks good, but I'm going to tell you right now, if the flash couldn't get people to the theater, no matter how good or bad it is, if the flash couldn't get people to, if Michael Keaton couldn't get people to the theater, the blue beetle isn't. And I have a feeling yeah. That James Gunn said what he said to get people excited to be like, oh, okay, this is kind of the starting point. I'm going to go make sure to see Blue Beetle because he's sticking around. And I'm wondering if he said that to keep mo- to try to build a little momentum behind this movie. Yeah. And if it doesn't do well, which I don't think it will, which is a shame because don't get me. I do want to see it. I think it does look good. He has a reason now to say, ah, you know what? Blue Beetle isn't going to make it to the DCU because it didn't do so well. People must not like the character. So I hope I'm wrong, but this movie is not going to make a lot of money. I hope I'm wrong. I think the draw of the actor, just the Cobra Kai stuff. There's so many kids like my nephew, my nieces love Cobra Kai. And so I do think you might get this actor drawing a lot of the younger crowd to this movie yeah. that you wouldn't have got with things like the flash and Michael Keaton. Right. I mean, that's Steve. just us that are going to go see that, but we might get a younger counterpoint crowd. to that is all the other people that want to go see Michael Keaton as Batman. Right. That's you know, true. not the younger group, but maybe the older group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll consider the older group now. Yeah. Like, if Michael Keaton as Batman isn't getting people to the theater, because I thought the flash trailers looked good. I was excited. Yep. Same here. Blue Beetle's not going to do it. And and I think people are just throwing their hands up with DC movies until James Gunn comes out with Superman. And I think that's why he said Blue Beetle is part of the DCU. Yeah, I think I like the trailer. I, I think I agree with both of you and, and disagree with both of you on some points. I think the one problem I have is the Scarab is not like the storyline. Like it's more they, they're making it more militaristic. Like not actually from outer space, so that's what hurts it. I feel like you know I could be wrong, but from this tra- second trailer, that's what it looks like. It's more of, of a, a weapon from Earth. Like it's not it's like something that came from the yeah. yeah. Like it didn't come from yeah. from space. Yeah, and that was the, and that was the best yeah. part about like you said in like Young Justice with the Reach and everything mm-hmm. and bringing that about. 
Um, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't like the whole family aspect. I don't, there's too many characters. Um, I think the one thing that's really going to hurt this movie is the release date. It's the end of the summer. Like usually, you know, your summer movies start in May. They used to start like early, like late April, early May and go into like June and then July. And then the guardians started in May. Yeah, And then that was it. I mean, we're talking like the last week of August. Like by that point, people are getting back, thinking, going back to school. People are on vacations by that point, like super, like really on vacations. And I just feel like, like you said, Gary, like if, this does terrible which there's a possibility it could because it's you know like we all say it comic book people were like oh we'll we'll go see anything right Mm -hmm. in reality like people who aren't real dc fans may not go see it obviously you know i want to see it Uh, i i love i love the jaime reyes you know i love them in in all the iterations but marvel fans who don't know the character are just like whatever and i also feel like these days and you know people always say that you know the Theaters are losing people, right? In every movie, like everything's down. I think it's because of streaming service, because people know that's like, why am I going to watch this when in two months I can even just see it on whatever Peacock or H Max it's or true. whatever it you is. You got to get the movie fan back. Uh-huh. At, like, okay, this blue blue beetle needs to be seen in the theater, like Top Gun, right? Yeah, You're not like Top Gun, that yeah. same experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I don't know that if blue beetle's going to do it. I don't know if they're going to put the advertising behind it. I don't think they're willing to take the L, you know, like they're, they're yeah. like, well, let's not invest too much in this because it does feel like this and Aquaman are kind of throwaways at this point. Like, it's like we can scrap these if we need to, like, and they didn't <laughs> exist. Like they're already there. They're already done. And, uh, it sucks. It really does suck. Like I feel bad for the the creators of blue beetle and everything because it's just bad timing. Honestly, mm-hmm. like you, you did this movie, you've been trying to do it for so long and you came out as they're, in the in between of like the two new universes transition thing yeah and it's yeah. just not i hope they give him some grace man like let him stick around and even if he can't hold a solo movie that does not mean he's not a great young justice character like yeah bring him into a young justice movie that's where i feel like these things need to pivot like you can have a solo movie like um look shang chi for example in the marvel universe great character movie was decent not bad not great pretty good i enjoyed it but like, do I think Shang-Chi should have his own movie? No, I do not think Shang-Chi should have his own movie. I think he needs to be part of like a team, a Heroes for Hire or something yeah. like that. He fits that better. Not every character's a tent pole, man. Yeah, not everything's a tent pole. So I don't know. I liked that movie until the very end and I hated that chick because I don't understand how all of a sudden she's just a random chick and then she's Legolas by the end of the movie. She's just taking <laughs> out people. That was the most frustrating thing to me. Like, I hate Aquafina. <laughs> yeah, it's just I horrible. Dude. Her. It was so I, ridiculous. I saw Renfield. Side note: Do you want to watch Renfield? I no, like kind I know of, the movie though. Yeah, the I was vampire. kind of moderately excited about it because I like I like Nick Cage, I like vampires, and I like uh, Nicholas Holt <laughs> as well. And I was like, oh, cool, a movie about Renfield. And we watched it late night when we were like feeding the baby and stuff. And, I was, and Aquafina's in it, and oh my god, she's like. Nails on a chalkboard. She's so the worst. Horrible. She's the worst, dude. The worst. She's a cop. She's a cop in this movie. And I'm like, give me a break, dude. Does she like, have a bow and arrow? Oh, she, she was <laughs> killer with a gun. Let's just say that. And like karate. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you look like the epitome of fitness, Aquafina. Like roundhouse <laughs> cook, kicking people. So the fight scenes, though, in Shang-Chi were legit. Legit. Mm. They were legit. But that ending was too cheesy for me, personally. I was like, yeah. Like the dragons and and the bow and arrow. I'm just like, come on. And now I don't know if you saw the rumors that like he's not getting a movie until like after the Kang 
dynasty or secret wars yeah and that's fine hasn't even talked about i mean like so then bring him in something else like i felt like that was the best parts about like phase one phase two as these characters appeared right in other people's movies it's in doctor strange didn't wong take him like we still don't know about the rings wong bro yeah Yeah. about the rings and like they didn't even tie another failed god i can go on about phase four for an hour but Another fail. I, I consider fa- phase four the phase of missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's just missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity. The entire lineup was like that. Yeah. Um, well, it was the idea of turning these characters that are not tent poles and to try to make them like main main characters. They're not. They're B level characters, and you, they yeah. can't hold a movie or they're not going to get you a trilogy, dude. Like you know what? Lucky you got a trilogy out of Ant Man. To be honest, I think Marvel got spoiled the second. Captain Marvel hit a billion dollars. They, That's they arguably the worst movie too. And they the- were like, "Oh, we could do this with anyone." <laughs> yeah, and well, they learned real quick you can't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But Captain Marvel, I I didn't mind Captain Marvel, but I think there's worse movies, there's like a worse. handful. Yeah, there's worse. Like Love and Thunder was oh, the yeah. worst Marvel movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is saying right. something because Dark World's pretty bad. See, I I don't mind Dark World. I, it's definitely not a uh, top. Don't get me wrong; it is not a great Marvel movie. But uh, I always thought that Iron Man three was the worst MCU movie. Hmm. That was my that was my bottom until Love and Thunder. Then that that is by yeah. far the worst MCU movie. Yeah, definitely. I think that was the lowest rating I ever gave a movie here on the podcast when we've done bonus <laughs> oh content. Oh God, it wasn't bad. I was so pissed. Un unwatchable. Oh, so pissed. You like, I, I could just watch the, the gore scenes and then that's it. That's all I want to watch is the gore scenes over yeah, and over. And that's like all of like five gore. minutes. You had an Academy Award winning actor playing one of the best recent, I say recent, one of the best recent villains in Marvel comics yeah. written by one of the best Thor writers in Jason Aaron. Mm. And you ruined it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. Like it was ruined. Tell me how the God Butcher killed one God in the movie. Yeah, that's you true. You didn't even see it. It's just <laughs> like, you didn't even see it. Yeah, it's it off screen. Horrible. Uh, well, anyway, that's a whole other. Podcast. Uh, yeah, the, Bring the, me we, back we could do. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I love. Yeah, so, you know, it's great having people on here because we could do like two hour shows. But um, let's kind of round out the evening with what are we currently reading? So, of course, as you know, we love talking comic books here on the podcast. On and we have tons of stuff to talk about when we're not worrying about movies or TV shows or drama. So reading it, what do we got currently reading this week? Um, we'll go around the horn. I'm going to start off first. Cause I'm afraid Zach's going to take my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, okay. my pick of the week. So um, throwing some honorable mentions in this week for some good books was something Epic three. I really think if people are not reading something Epic three, something Epic, you're missing out on a great title. Um, the story's finally starting to move forward with the main character uh, it pushes actually the storyline 10 years further because some things happen and you get kind of like a villain in it finally. So if you're not reading something epic, please check it out. Uh, Web of Carnage number one was very interesting read this week. And I didn't realize that Carnage, the series ended and then they're rebooting it with another number one. I didn't like, either until the end of that book. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. So I guess that's also setting up probably setting up the summer of symbiotes, I guess. Carnage verse. Yeah, the carnage, <laughs> yeah, the soon to be carnage verse announced at uh, San Diego Comic Con. But uh, pick of the week for me, and it was a fucking great read. Was Days of Future Past Doomsday? 
Mm, okay dude i, I like mm. i know I, I know you probably were going to take this and i no, i, I wasn't i, I mean i liked oh, it really but yeah but so you know we all know days of future past you know two issue run in you know the great time in the x-men series and you knew nothing about it like they give you a very brief history on like what happened but yeah, it was just two days, issues yeah, yeah. this days of future past doomsday i don't even know if it's going to be a three issue run or an ongoing wow. i mean i've only seen it solicited for three right now but obviously we're only in july but it's it starts off and it kind of tells you like the beginnings of how things progressed like how we got to the point where everybody all the sentinels are killing mutants or hunting down mutants and it's very early on like you get to see a lot of characters a lot of villains like what they're doing in the background and like you get to see people that you've just never even thought of right like um spider-man like he's getting beat down by people and people are calling him a mutant so it's like everybody is now with powers they're considered mutants it's not like just heroes and yeah. you've captain america who steps aside and they talk about how the avengers dissolved themselves and i was just super excited about this and i it was a title that i really wasn't even considering picking up but i did and i'm really glad i i picked up this first issue so days of future past doomsday is definitely my pick of the week i liked it it was cool um it was really really cool i kind of i guess the only thing i wanted more of it was um like you think Days of Future Past, you think of the classic cover, right? With like mm -hmm. deceased, slain, blah, 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 apprehended, whatever. And I kind of wanted it to play out a little slower as you watched a lot of them. And like the first four pages, you saw the death of like what, Banshee, Angel, uh, Cyclops. You saw like all of them kind of go down, like right immediately. I think I kind of wanted, I was, that's what I thought we were going to get with that title was this is like a little bit played out and watching those characters almost like, and I, I wanted to see like a superimposed in my mind. It was superimposed in the, the page, like the new block getting like written, like slain of like, as the guy mm. gets taken out in each book or whatever, you know, but I, I did enjoy it too. That was good. Um, I think my pick of the week is going to be uh, moon Knight Number 25. It's a oversized book this week. You see the first like MCU appearance of, um, well, Scarab, I can't really pronounce her yeah. her, her name. The Shayla, <laughs> I, I think it's Shayla from from the Moon Knight show. Uh, but really, really awesome issue. I've I really enjoyed this Moon Knight run in general. It's it's really cool. Who's way, writing it? Uh, oh gosh, you had to say that. Um, Sorry. No, no, I should know it. Um, McKay, I think it's Jed McKay. Oh, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Zeb. I'm Zeb. Oh, I'm zeb mckay right or i'm thinking of zeb jed mckay it's jed mckay yeah um i just really like the way they combine all of his personalities and everyone's like got a share and i really like the supporting characters and the villains are interesting with zodiac it's kind of like never been a moon knight villain but he seems like he very much is a moon knight villain um hmm. they kind of like brought all the stories together and then they've also we're doing like a whole backstory thing as well with like his early days before being Moon Knight when he was still like a mercenary with like Frenchie and some of these other characters that were introduced. Um, all in all, awesome issue. I think this is a great Moon Knight run. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It's oversized. It's like, I think eight, seven ninety nine. Yeah, a little bit more expensive. Yeah, so, but it, the Moon Knight stuff is always like a special. All his runs are, I think, like almost sleeper hits, right? Yeah, like they're the pretty Amir solid. stuff, like the Finch stuff, like they're all like solid. But the people Bendis don't realize the I didn't good like. they liked it. People, other people like the Bendis stuff, but not me. Mm. But this is a good but, one, man. I, you know, it's it's cool. The fights with where, like, you're right, dude. They, Moon Knight is a sleeper title for sure. You got to give it a chance, and it, it really will surprise you. I think. But so a high yeah. ratio variant for that title is where you want to be at. 
if you're looking yeah. for money or a good, well, this, as long as it's a good cover. And I thought this one was this issue. I think there's going to be some heat behind this issue. And then there's also spinning out of this is a Moon Knight miniseries called City of the Dead, which is going to be focusing on that character, the female character, Layla, uh, her version of Scarab or, or whatever her character is. So is it I Scarab or something. Yeah, it's like, I can't even remember at this point, but something like that. It's like a remake of an old character. But yeah. um, but yeah, so it's uh, I think these these might hold some value. I think people are gonna be picking up these books. So I would I would you know if you're looking to flip, maybe you know if something happens with Moon Knight and MCU. So, yeah, with the no, Scarab, with the, what's because she was probably one of the cooler parts of the show. Like when she yeah, that was definitely her, a change. That was pretty cool. In that show. I, I enjoyed that aspect. Gary, what about you? Are you reading anything these days? I don't. I have nothing to, that I'm reading. I I still have my pull list. I have Venom, Batman, Something's Killing the Children, Turtles, and Ronin are all on my pull list. Mm. What I'm actually reading is Invincible Compendium. I'm on the first compendium because I never read it. So I have oh, all nice. three, but that's that's what I'm doing. So I'm going back 20 years. <laughs> I mean, how far back does Invincible go? And does, it, does it's just three compendiums totals for the entire yeah. series? Yep. Yeah, nice. I'm pretty sure it's only three compendiums. So that's what I'm doing. But I still have my pull list that I get. I mean, if I, yeah, I go course. to LCS, he's got my stack of stuff that I never get to read. <laughs> like, I didn't even read. I have the entire Rebirth Batman run. That's Did, did Tom King start it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have the whole King, Tinian, into... Who's doing it now? There's a big writer on it right now. Uh, Zadarsky. It is yeah. Zadarsky. Okay. Yeah. So... Damn, Zadar, is he still on Daredevil too? Finishing one last issue. Okay. Done. Yeah. So I have all my stuff. I just don't get to read it. If I turn the camera around right now, you guys would be laughing at the way this room looks. <laughs> well, we got 130 something issues of Batman to catch up on. I can't I stand seeing a stack of books in my little area that are unread. It just like drives me insane. Dude, I have short boxes unread. Yeah. But I have, them, I have these full runs. Dude, do you go to the bathroom? Bring one book every time you go take a poop. One book. I, I, that's when I answer emails and texts and stuff. Nope, don't do that. Start reading a book, <laughs> a book of poop. There you go. You sit there a little longer and you don't have to worry so about the I'll world be, outside. So let's see. Uh, in about six months, I'll be caught up. Yeah, dude. There you go. Wow. You're a productive pooper. One a day? Right? <laughs> one one a day? Come on, man. You're, Is that too many? Fiber. No, I don't I, think that's I'm enough. about one a day, yeah. Like You're a one a day guy? Oh Coffee, God. bro. Like, I might be a two or three time of the day guy. <laughs> you got a fast metabolism, wow. man. Oh, I thought you were going. I thought you were like, oh, that's too much. Like one and a half. That's what I thought. Too much. I feel like that's too low. <laughs> Do you drink coffee? Yeah, one cup a day. That's it. Keeps you regular. I don't know what's going on in Texas, man. Sorry. It's in the water <laughs> down there. Healthy diet, bro. It's in Mexico, so things, things move quickly here. I guess so. <laughs> They're Maybe that's why everyone's so polite. Know, Nobody's backed up. No time to wait here. In and out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of shit. All right. Uh, let's get out of here, people. Um, Gary, I really appreciate you finally yeah, coming on. I'm sorry yeah, it took man. so long. Um, season three, episode 28. Before we get out of here, you know, let people know uh, where they can find you and um, where they'll see you next. Uh, well, just very Gary Comics, YouTube, Instagram, whatnot, Twitter, TikTok. I don't really do too much on there, but I'm on there. I, ha I feel like I have to sign up for all these things. So nobody takes Reds? my name and Are pretends to be now? me and like bad mouth, you know, says something really like racist or something. And then all of a sudden I get canceled. <laughs> so I have <laughs> to like, sure, you know, scoop up all the newest things and at least make my name, you know, get my name. And then uh, I guess I'm not sure when this is going to air, but terrific. Tomorrow. Con. Oh, tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. We're dropping this every Friday. We drop this tomorrow. Oh, geez. Then yeah, Terrificon will be the I mean, I sell on whatnot every Tuesday night, but Terrificon will be the next time I'm selling in person. That's the best. So Terrificon and then New York Comic Con are your two like next big shows. Any small yes. shows in between? There's a small show in November right before Thanksgiving called Iacon up by me in Fishkill, New York. Mm -hmm. That's a little one. Did you come last year? I didn't, but it's, I I should come up. It's not, it's it's an easy drive. It's a, you know, if it's a fun, you know, something to do on like a Saturday or something, because it's a two day show, right? Or is it one one day? day. One day. day. Okay. Yeah. That's a small one. And that's going to be it for me for the year. But then, you know, I'm on whatnot every week. Of course. So yeah, people make sure you follow Gary. If you don't know, um, good friend i've known him for a very long time you know great person here in the community so uh for me of course just keep following me on whatnot i don't think i got anything going on this weekend and you know it's just prepping for for terrific con for myself obviously i'm not selling i'm always buying hanging out with everybody in the community so um we'll get back to uh more comic book talk next week cool all right guys uh we'll catch you all soon peace out